one of the most entertaining parts of my jobs is listening to student perspectives because you know you have these students who you know between 18 and 22 who seem to have all knowledge about the world and how it works and they'll say like things like well nobody watches television anymore <laughs> no you don't watch television anymore <laughs> but it's funny because you know you hope that once they graduate that when they actually go out into the world, they realize that, mm -hmm, yeah, they are a little wrong. When they're exposed to people with differing ideas and different communities, they realize that, yeah, that's really not how the world works. That's one of the things that um, I, I was very fortunate to work in the news industry for 10 years and I was exposed to communities that I wouldn't have ventured into had I not had it not been my job. And you see some commonalities and you also see some vast differences in terms of perspectives. But, you know, for me being a white lower middle class person, I'm slowly slipping out of the middle class because um, my finances, just my salary just doesn't afford being in middle class anymore. But, you know, it's, it's easy for somebody who grows up in the middle class to have this, this idea about the world and never really understand how different people, different communities operate. And then it's just funny because then they make these assertions on television and they come up with these bold assertions like, you know, oh, our brains are evolving. Um, we're able to multitask a lot more than what you older generations do. And, and I was like, you're a buffoon. Like, clearly you've never read the research. <laughs> and clearly you've never taught college. Or even just 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 how things work they they seem to just come up with these assertions that are just so blatantly ignorant and they just come across as very confident it's like this and there's no other perspective this is what's right and they fail to see the nuances of things and they also fail to see that there are there is things are always evolving and changing so what was certain five years ago is no longer certain now. And even in science, there is always a degree of, uncert of uncertainty. There's always error. There's always room for improvement. There's always room for how things change. We never say that our hypothesis is proven we say our hypothesis is supported, but then they always open to the possibility that, yeah, in maybe different circumstances, this might not be supported. So even in science, there is, there's a little bit of uncertainty. But that's why science is so great, because 
it is always questioning itself and testing itself and finding support for certain things. But it never says we are absolutely 100% certain. There's always that little degree of error. And that's why it keeps it living and evolving. But even in the spiritual realm, for someone to say that something's completely certain, that it's this way, and it can be no other, can be a mistake. And Thomas Merton uh, wrote about contemplation many, many years ago. And he actually kind of um, called his own writing into question a few years later. He basically said, yeah, I know I said this years ago, but sorry, I I think I'm wrong. And there's a lot of humility in that and and realizing that, hey, you know what? I thought I had all the answers, but I realize I don't. That it's much more nuanced than that. And even people are unpredictable. So when it comes to, you know, how people behave, we might say, okay, we behave in a certain way in most circumstances, but certain circumstances you might act completely different. So people are really unpredictable. And we can never be certain any moment how people behave. We might have some inclinations, but there's no certainty there. And it's that recognition of how things are always in a state of flux. And resting in that uncertainty is really what it's all about. We can't make assumptions about people. We can't make assumptions about God. And Pema Chodron actually, she writes about this uncertainty. And she says that uh, the warrior bodhisattvas are kind of these people who um, recognize that we can, we look for this controlling the uncontrollable. We're always looking for security and predictability. But she says, but the truth is that we can never avoid uncertainty. This not knowing is part of the adventure. And so what we do is that we, rather than just saying it's like this and no other way, we rest in that uncertainty and be open to the perspectives that might be changing. We look for ways that things evolve. And so, yeah, we might have a certain hypothesis about the way things work right now. And we might assert this hypothesis and say, you know, based on my own observation, this is what I believe. But I'm open to hear your perspective. And let's have a dialogue. We recognize that things are never really going to be that certain when it comes to people 
when it comes from matter of spirit. Thank you.